listening to Tatter Nation Pro Football Podcast. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Tutter Nation coming at you live from Goat Coffee Bar Studios. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh just Father Alvarez and uh Noah. Do you have a nickname for the for the pod? I don't know, man. I I, uh, I don't have one officially. I don't know. Huh. We we got to fix that. We'll fix that sometime this season. <laughs> if you guys uh, have any thoughts on what Noah's nickname for the pod should be, uh, hit us up on Instagram. Please. Also, speaking of uh, Venmo, um, send us all your money. Um, we yeah. don't <laughs> we don't have Troy to hear this week, so we got to make sure we got get all of his plugs out of the way early. Yeah, you know? Bloodshed Inc. Yeah, yeah, Bloodshed Inc. You know, we'll get to that later too. Yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> uh but like we said we're in the goat coffee bar studios uh and you know it's fall now winter is right around the corner and so um we we've got carolers like all around the place so if you hear some singing you know just it is what it is it is what it is it's not a ghost guys yeah it's just some carolers Ooh, Ooh. so scary halloween's coming up though so yeah yeah so maybe it is ghosts yeah yeah get your candy corn yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. i just learned i just learned today that candy corn uh, it's called candy corn because if you like almost like line them up in like a, like a circle, like if you connect them all it, it and you, you have to look up a picture online. It's, yeah. It doesn't, you have to see the visual. It looks like corn when you stick them all together. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Like imagine a, a like corn on the cob and now just take candy corn and line it up like corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. No difference. Yeah. And like a circle Identical. and it's, yeah. It makes it look even more delicious. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you shouldn't eat it that way, but it looks really appetizing. Yeah, I could do a bite maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that yeah. Would, that'd be it. Have you seen those videos of people putting uh, like corn on the cob on a drill? <laughs> yes. No, I saw I saw one and uh, and I saw I saw one where they yeah they put it on a drill and they try to eat it really quickly. I think I've seen one where, where people lose teeth. Yeah. But I've seen one where like girls' I, hairs. I saw, get yeah, in I it. saw one where it essentially like <laughs> scalped scalp somebody because it just it ran up their face and got caught on their hair and just took out so they have a huge like their hairline got pushed back like oh, like man. about like three inches because it just it just yanked that hair off that um, is terrifying yeah that happens but it's <laughs> it looks painful too it's like take your finger off the drill if it's yeah, if it's in your geez. hair <laughs> yeah it's probably like like that's a really sad thing that you know those people got injured but it's like Come on. Yeah. Like you need to, you need to be just smarter than that. Yeah. And what made you think that you could, you could have the drill on that high? Like nothing, oh, nothing man. should be that, that fast. Oh man. It's like people who do the, uh, the milk crate challenge. Would, have you seen? Remind me. I've probably like seen it. So you stack milk crates. Uh, and so like, it's almost oh, like an ascending new and thing, right? descending staircase. Yeah. 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 I feel like, you know, fads come and go so quick now. And I feel like people saw enough people get injured. And so they're like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe we should just let that come and go. Yeah, uh, with this I, I week. thought I heard some pro athletes were doing it too. That, yeah, yeah. Some people. I mean, I've seen some some really good ones that are like super impressive, and then some people do <laughs> when they fall, they'll like get to the very top step, and then they'll just come crashing oh, down. Gosh. I'm like, that's a broken hip. That's you lost your tibia and your fibia, <laughs> like <laughs> maybe even an ulna. Yeah, know? that gets the views though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of views and you know just what's going on in the world, I think we got some breaking news, right? Oh, do we? Do, do, 
<laughs> this Justin. Uh, there's been some trade alerts, or not, tr- not even trades, uh, but new signings, new signings from a couple free agents who should be on teams. Um, we've got our boy, uh, friend of the pod, Richard Sherman. Yep. Going to the Buccaneers. Going to the Buccaneers. Yeah, um, yeah. That um, here's the thing. I said on the pod, kind of like I, I don't, you know, I don't really want anything to do with Richard Sherman. Yeah. Before, after watching the last Seahawks game, and I'm going to talk about it later in the pod, the game, man, it's just we got to like, just we need help at corner any way we can, and of course after the game I was like thinking, okay, well Sherman is an option now, at least somebody to come mentor these guys, like these corners that we that we have. Um, and now I'm ticked off because the Bucks got him, and the Bucks track record of getting these guys who are kind of like the outliers and kind of the kind of people who are kind of like, like the league considers done. Their track record of getting those guys and then being good is pretty good now. Like they had, yeah. they got Gronk who was retired. They got uh, playoff Lenny who just went off, and pretty much every player that Tom Brady wanted that the league was kind of done with, um, they, they made it made a big impact. Yeah. And so now I'm worried that Sherman's going to come in. I'm going to be like, why didn't we just get him? He lives in Seattle. He would have, I'm sure he would have, that Seahawks were his top pick to go to. Why didn't we do anything about that? So that that really grinds my gears. But. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. that. Yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. I mean, the I feel like the Buccaneers are the closest thing to a super team um, just because, man, they've signed so many it's like Tom Brady's just looking through rosters and looking through like all of the players who've been really good over the past five years. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, I want him and I want him. And then Bruce Arians is like, whatever you say, whatever, whatever you say, my son, I know your, your previous father, Billy, Billy B didn't treat you well, but we'll get you whatever you want here. So true. Yeah. And Tom Brady's going to be reunited. Yeah. With, yeah. And we're going to, uh, I'm excited for that. I, I think that that's, that's going to be really fun to see. I would, for some reason, I'd love to see the Patriots win. I just feel like Tom has been getting those W's so yeah. much lately. Um, but man, I, that's gonna be that's gonna be a cool reunion to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, another signing that I I'm I feel like I'm happy about this. I'm not upset about it. You know, uh, is Josh Gordon was just signed by the Chiefs. Yep. And uh, Josh Gordon, I mean, he's he's had it. He's had a history. You know, he's had a little bit of a record of yes. trouble. But when he's there. And he's healthy, and he's on the field, and he's not, you know, smoking the the ganja. Uh, <laughs> he is a he is just awesome. Yeah, he's awesome to watch. I still remember when he was on the Browns, and like I would pick him up in fantasy those years because no one would want him because it's like oh, okay, any day now he's yep. gonna get you know uh, he's gonna get put on uh, drug watch or whatever or suspended. But it's like, hey, those two, three games that he's gonna play. Yes, he's no, gonna put up like twenty points. <laughs> absolutely, he's a fan, he's a phenomenal player. I remember, I think on the Browns, he's. I think he's the only player in history who had back to back two hundred yard like plus receiving games, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, and I remember when he came on the Seahawks, which is the last team he was he was actively with, um, at least playing in games with. He uh, he was just balling out every game. He made incredible catches. He was really dominant. He reminds me of a lot of DK Metcalf. They yeah, have a lot of similarities in size totally see and that. abilities. Um, but man, I think it was three times on the Hawks alone. He just kept getting yeah. caught with for for the, he was with for them for like a year, maybe two. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It, it, yeah, it was so quick, and it just like every time it happened, I'm like, oh gosh. Like I remember the first time it happened, I was like, all right. I, I love that the Seahawks are embracing him and he's going to turn it around. And then he just did it like two more times after that. And so that's my, yeah, as, as, as somebody who has Josh Gordon, you know, like I, I love Josh Gordon. I think that he was 
Um, the short time he was on the Hawks, I, I grew to I grew to really like him a lot. Um, and he actually made a really good play in the uh, against the Niners on Richard Sherman. He beat Richard Richard Sherman on a like mm. a corner like on a on like a I think it was like a in route or something. But he uh, yeah he beat Sherman and, and caught a pass. And I remember that was really cool. That had to feel good. Yeah, it felt <laughs> yeah oh dude it felt so it felt so good. It's just funny that we're talking about Take these that guys. Germ. And uh, but yeah, just yeah. I mean, be prepared. Obviously, you are prepared if something yeah. if if he just. Yeah if he does it again but um yeah dude's had I'll a tough the life two games that he's there though yeah yeah and he'll yeah he'll have he'll have two good games um it's yeah his i, I think last time he fell off of the you know of the wagon his his brother had just passed away yeah so yeah. um it, it's a you know I still, a, got, I, still got, I still got love for the guy yeah but um yeah. man i just it just you hate to see it because he's such a talent yeah absolutely but uh i've got i've got some tea i think that i want to oh, spill man well you know what that means And welcome to Tetanation Tea Time. Oh, chamomile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting some of that herbal. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So, so my tea that I want to talk about is, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but Andy Reid, um, after the game on Sunday, after the Chiefs game, uh, he said that he wasn't feeling very well. Oh, yes. And he went to the hospital. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I wonder, you know, I wonder if it's something to be concerned about. The reason why I, why I even started to think about this was because, um, you know, I was thinking about Josh Gordon and all his uh, medicines. Um, <laughs> Essential thinking, oils. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why they signed Josh Gordon, you know, to go in there, take care of Coach Reed and just make sure that, you know, medicinally. Yeah he's well taken care of you yes know? wow so that, maybe it's more of a doctor role wow see that's the thing with the nfl you you see one move and you think that you know like you see the jordan love signing and you think oh they're just looking to replace him but no there's so much going on behind yeah, the scenes yeah. they're just trying to get rogers fired up this josh gordon signing you think that you think that do you think the chiefs really need help at, at wide receiver no they no. they they andy <laughs> reed needs someone there to help him mellow out yeah exactly exactly yeah. you know he's he's eaten too many cheeseburgers and i think josh gordon's just trying to turn him on to something else you know i don't i don't agree with it but but if it's if it's what coach reed does yeah and uh, sometimes it's just like they just you know they take him medicinally and it's and it's not you know recreational yeah, yeah. and it's just you know yeah if he's got something going on i just want to make sure that my coach is uh, taken care of. Jeff, yeah. my, my wife, Jess, always, uh, mi- Mother Alvarez, um, she, <laughs> she always uh, calls Coach Reed uh, Coach Teddy Bear just because he, like... Oh, he is, man, yeah. He looks like a, like a bear that you would just get at Build-A-Bear, you yes. know? Like, put him in that big, puffy Chiefs red <laughs> jacket, uh, get those glasses on him, that, that mustache. Yeah, that, yeah, that's absolutely. <laughs> and I, he kind of reminds me of that bear that you... I don't know if you've ever seen, like, Rocky Mountain Chocolate... They always have like this big stuffed bear outside of every location. Uh-huh. That's just larger than life stuffed bear. Um, that's kind of the vibe I get from Andy Reid too. Yeah, yeah. Just seems like a good guy. You yeah, know? guy that you could hit up an In and Out or a Whataburger. Yeah, just enjoy enjoy a good meal. You yeah, know what I'm talking about. That's the thing I like <laughs> about about you guys being in the AFC. I can like I can I can kind of like you guys. You know, I can yeah, kind of like yeah. the Chiefs and like Andy Reid, and it doesn't affect. Seahawks that much you know yeah not a threat until we hit the Super Bowl yeah not a threat until we hit the Super Bowl not a threat until we play yeah you know which I I can't remember the last time we actually played the Chiefs it's been a while yeah 
Yeah. Um, I don't think we're playing each other this year, right? No. Yeah, no, I don't I think it's NFC I West, remembered that, AFC yeah. West. Yeah, but hopefully soon. You know, I always get excited for those. Um, but, yeah, I do I do hope that Andy Reid is uh, going to be okay, though. You know? Yeah. It sounds like things haven't really come out about what happened. Mm-hmm. But from everything that's come out, it sounds like, you know, it was just something that happened and he's going to be okay. I heard so. it was dehydration is mm, what I had that heard. That might have been it. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that was it. Um, I mean, if it's anything with his health, hopefully this is nothing but a wake-up call and he can just, you know, get things. If, if things are going downhill, he can just get them uh, caught early, you know? Yeah. I will say, if uh, if this is a wake-up call and Andy Reid starts slimming down, mm. how weird would that be? Dude, I can't even picture it. Imagine if Pete Carroll gained like 150 pounds. <laughs> Oh, or Sean McVay. Oh you know? man, like these. I can't, I can't once, even picture it. Once a guy is a certain way in your head, you know, it's it's weird to think of him any other way. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get uh, slim uh, slim Andy here in the yeah. next couple of years. Maybe he'll be even more dominant when he's not, you know, clutching his heart because of uh, too many cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do hope he's all right though. Yeah, same. Yeah, you know. I had that take uh, this past week, and I kind of want to talk a little bit about um, about the Bears. You mm. up for that? Yes. Because I'm thinking that someone might be done. Dun 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 dun. Yes, I've missed that. I'm so glad this segment is back. Oh man, yeah. a little shout out to EE e. Bubbles. His voice is still on that recording. Nice, nice that he can. Uh, dun 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 dun. <laughs> he can still be here in that way. But man, what is? I'm curious. What's your done? Yeah. So okay. So we even talked about potentially doing this segment last week. Yeah. And our done that we were talking about and really considering making happen was uh, was Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. And we we kind of talked about how you know he's. Justin Fields is now the starter and, you know, Andy Dalton may never play another snap in the NFL, that yeah, kind of that thing. that injury might have been the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, Who knows? yeah. But uh, this week was really revealing. Yeah. That the Bears weren't, uh, haven't, haven't been too bad because of their QB, shout out Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> but they've been bad because of their coach. Mm. Matt Nagy, you are done. Oh. I'm done with you, Nagy. Nagy. This is 100% his last season. Yeah. We were talking about it before the show, uh, you know, whether Matt Nagy is going to be a mid-season firing mm-hmm. or if they, if he's going to be able to make it through the end of the season. Yeah. But 100% Bears have a, have a new head coach next year. Yeah, I mean, unless they turn it around somehow miraculously, it's just this whole – the whole QB room has just been handled – uh, so poorly, and um, I, I Nick Foles is now an option for them. I yeah. guess I, I forgot he was on the team, and all of a sudden he, he should always be an option. He might be the starter next week. I yeah. don't know. I haven't heard anything. I, 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 last I heard, all three guys were being considered as the uh, the starter. Yeah, yeah. I, I just man, the Bears. You know, they could turn it around, but I think if there was a week to turn it around, this week three should have been the week. Because you're starting Justin Fields, like 
you should have been all all off season, right? Ever since you drafted the guy, you should have been building your team with the expectation that, hey, this guy's our future. So even like no matter who's the quarterback right now, we're going to start building up our team around the next guy. And they obviously didn't do that. Yeah, and it's uh, that, that, that game was hard to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad I didn't see most of it. Um, but, I mean, as, as far as, as stats go, um, I mean, I, yeah, Justin Fields was 6 for 20. For he was s- sacked nine times. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, nine t- five of them were Miles Garrett, right? Yeah. Five of them were Miles Garrett. Um, I, I don't even know what their, what their total yardage was. I heard it was like... They had like when you when you uh, narrow down, you know how many passing yards he had compared to how many yards they lost on sacks. He had one positive yard. Yeah, one passing cra- yard. Okay, that's what I was looking for. That is insane. Yeah, how does that happen? Oh, man, I I, I, don't, I think I don't think Justin Fields is really that bad. Yeah, either. I think he's a talented guy. Yeah, I think part of it is the Browns are. A, a really good team. Yeah, they're aggressive. Yeah. Browns are a deep playoff contender, but and I mean that that defensive line that they have. I mean Miles Garrett, man, you just you saw him going up against some of the Bears' offensive line, man. There was this like Euro step move that he did, <laughs> and it was just like I I saw uh, on a on an Instagram post about it. Jedrick Wills, one of the Browns' offensive linemen, he's like. You literally can't block that move. <laughs> it, oh, it's gosh. impossible, you know? And he's such a big dude. Yeah. So part of it, 100%, is that the Browns are just dominant defensively. But the other part is like, man, the Bears looked like they didn't even know they were playing. Yeah. I think Bishop Sycamore had a better game <laughs> than the Bears <laughs> Who? did. <laughs> Who? The, uh, yeah, the fake. Uh, the fa- did we talk about that on the pod? The- no, not yet. Mm-hmm. No? Oh man, the the fake uh, college football team that went in with a bunch of thirty year olds, and uh, was it college football team? Wait, have you heard about this at I all? Is- I I was kind of asking who, uh, kind of uh, just jokingly, but I actually who? Yeah, who, who okay, okay. So uh, Bishop Sycamore, yeah, like literally a fake college football team. Uh, they they told ESPN and like other sports news outlets that they had multiple players who were actually no it, sorry it wasn't college it was high school okay. high school football team they had multiple players who were uh, D one prospects and they they wound up setting up a game Bishop Sycamore versus I think it was IMG Academy which is like one of the top football programs in the nation and they had a bunch of like community college students and stuff like not high school students playing in this game on the bishop sycamore team the whole thing was just a mess like look it up online because oh my it was wild yeah i can't believe i hadn't heard about that they got annihilated too (laughs) like just (laughs) just all of these like community college guys and you know guys thinking you know i know that we're lying about this but this is gonna be my shot an an nfl (laughs) team's gonna gonna see this game and think man that qb man that wide that guy went off and then they got smacked in the mouth (laughs) they got smacked in the mouth and just man destroyed by a bunch of 16 year olds i want to see a documentary about this now there's got to be one somebody in the works somebody make one please yeah the and i i heard that like um there were a few like the whole team wasn't community college guys or anything like that but there were a few high school players and their parents actually paid the coach 
for like room and board and like the coach pocketed a ton of money wow and so yeah the whole thing is just crazy like check it out there needs to be a documentary in the works soon because they were even talking about it like live while like the commentators were you know telling the 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 audience and the watchers and the listeners they were like this just in um bishop sycamore is not a real school (laughs) 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 we don't know who's out there we don't know what's happening man i wish we could have broken that news it was crazy man yeah i think it was i think it was like right before the nfl season hit but all right well the bears are having a rough season but a team that isn't having a rough season is troy's team the rams troy isn't here today you guys but we do have somebody that was able to jump on a call with us to talk about the Rams on this podcast right now. We have my good buddy, longtime listener of the show. Some people refer to him as a better looking Sean McVay. We have Austin on the podcast. Austin, how you doing? Good, buddy. I've, uh, I haven't heard that one before, but I'll take it, right? <laughs> hey, you guys, I mean, last, last time I saw you, you guys had, had similar uh, hairstyle, man. So I, I see it. I'm going to start it right here, right now. Um, and that'll be how you're yeah, going I forward. Mean, yeah, let's be honest. I mean, I had the hairstyle during the Jeff Fisher era. So I'd say, uh, <laughs> I get, you know, gave McVeigh a tip or two on, uh, hairstyles. That's what I thought. I mean, he was being kind of shady when I asked him where he got his hairstyle idea from. And, and now that I know it was you, I'm going to bring that up to him. Yeah, yeah, insider source. <laughs> I, I kind of wish that you had Jeff Fisher hair. That's uh, that, that's hair that no one's talking about. That uh, well, I mean, I can uh, have to send you guys some photos. My dad, I'd say about fifteen years ago, he had the Jeff Fisher locks going mm, on. That's good. Uh, nice. Got he got the mustache still, and you know the sunglasses. Yeah, little Jeff Fisher vibes. Yeah, yeah. dude, that'd be great if uh, if if he could grow out his hair and then just connect it with a goatee, and then you guys could go as McVeigh and Fisher for Halloween this year. Yeah, that- I mean, it's it's going to be a tight squeeze, but we might be able to pull it off. <laughs> oh man, well, so glad you're on the pod with us today. We're talking we're talking Rams right now. Uh, getting uh, this will be a nice surprise for Troy. He had no idea that I'm bringing on another Rams fan to talk about it. But man, the Rams are looking scary this season. I'm disappointed about it uh, because obviously you're in a division. Uh, with my team, but man, I want to hear what right. your thoughts are, man. Let's talk about last game, the uh, the Rams, the Buccaneers. It was a it was a very very, I feel uh, d- like very convincing win uh, by the Buccaneers. Uh, final final score was thirty four twenty four. Man, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, for starters, uh, game started off kind of slow. Uh, stopped Brady three and out twice, which was oh, you take that any day you can get it. Stafford started out, I think, one for six, one for seven. But the difference is, as a Rams fan, what I'm sure many of us have noticed is that Matt Stafford, two, three and out, starting one and six, uh, not like Jared Goff, not getting <laughs> frazzled, you know, moving on, you know, taking it off. Because after that, he was automatic. Um, just got announced as NFC player of the week for the second time in three weeks. So congrats to Matt on that. But, you know, just the mindset, I I don't like to kick anybody when they're down. I don't like to put anyone down. I'm a, but when we drafted Jared Goff, I, you know, I not a fan of drafting quarterbacks, particularly high Mm -hmm. example, you know, Mahomes, Prescott, Russell Wilson, not first or second, you know, picks overall. So with 
the Jared Goff, Carson Wentz thing. Jared used to, when it started off slow, we would dig ourselves in such a hole, you know, put so much pressure on the defense, and, you know, we just weren't able to recover. And I think I always said if we had a Russell Wilson, a Mahomes, a Stafford, mm. a Brady, that, that, that's all we were missing with that team. And it's shown through three games this season. Yeah, I would agree with that, man. I, I think that uh, I agree with your takes on, on QB picks. And, man, I've been saying it too. Rams were just short, uh, just one one player, and that was the quarterback, and they got him in uh, Matt Stafford. And, man, that game was uh, was was very convincing, dude. His connection with Cooper Cup is unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, based on what I've been reading, him and Cup been getting to the facility, you know, a couple hours before anyone else, sitting down, having breakfast, going over plays, going over film. I mean, it's just – and it's showing on the field. You can 100% see the connection and the time they put in. And then through three weeks, it's paid off. I know Cup is, um, I believe, tied for first, maybe in, I think, in touchdowns. And a lot of those categories, he's top three. And just goes to show you the work they put in uh, ahead of time. But getting back to the uh, the game, you know, it's – it's hard for me because I know Tampa Bay, uh, they were they're a little banged up on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, second back end's not looking nearly as good as it was last year. Their front seven's still incredible, but you give Matt Stafford that much time with, you know, some corners that aren't used to playing every day, he's going to pick you apart. Uh, do you think we'll see them down the line fully healthy and it's going to be more of a close-knit game? I still think we can take them, but, you know, it was a it was a decisive win. You saw with McVeigh on the sidelines how pumped up he was. You know, it's Super Bowl champs, and anytime you can beat Brady and they are the champs, you know, you take it for what it is. I'm more uh, more concerned with what's going on in the division. You know, you take <laughs> Seattle, who's who's one and two, but to me, you know, I don't. Seattle always starts off slow and finishes strong. San yeah. Francisco, you know, I think out of the four teams, I would say San Francisco is probably going to falter off but Arizona's looking really good and that game this weekend in LA scares me more than Tampa Bay and Brady coming in to be honest with you I mean they're they're a phenomenal team and yeah it's, it's going to be a dogfight all year with probably all four teams yeah oh, yeah I totally agree with that take man the NFC West is just compared to any other division in football it's insane how much firepower is on those teams and but uh, honestly, even between the Cardinals and the Rams, I think the Rams are like the far and away better team. Um, I, I I want to root for the Seahawks to <laughs> to be able to support Noah in this, but man, the Rams just look like the the absolute dominant number one team. And I think part of it is Matthew Stafford. Man, he like he, just him coming on the team changed. I mean, they were already a good team, but it just really put them over the edge. And then even, I feel like an unsung hero in in the game from this past week was uh, Deshaun Jackson. Man, that guy was like, he was he was finding Absolutely. so many open spots. And it makes me wonder, what's going on with our boy uh, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods? Yeah. Where, uh, where has this guy been? You know, I, I heard him yeah. before the season, a lot of people were like, oh man, this is Robert Woods' breakout season. And now it looks like... It's the Cooper Cup show, you know? Yeah, I mean, hearing the rapport with Cup and Stafford, like I said, coming into the facility early, doing all that work, and bringing Deshaun in to be that deep threat, you wonder, Robert Woods uh, with Jared Goff was always 
thrust into the spotlight. Cooper Cup's had some injury problems, so Robert Woods had to step up in a big way the past couple years, but he is the forgotten, um, I'd say, receiver, you know, offensive star on this team right now with the Stafford getting the tight end more involved with Higby and his rapport with Cup and the deep shots to Jackson is that I just don't have, you know, he's probably, with Cup being over all the time, being his first read, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, as a Rams fan, I'm spoiled. I appreciate, you know, having Robert <laughs> Wood there with Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby is incredible. But like you said, uh, Robert Woods wasn't really involved in the game plan too heavy against the Buccaneers. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I know there was some frustration amongst rumors of Deshaun Jackson not really getting used those first two games. You know, we bring him in, uh, used a lot of Van Jefferson, uh, second year receiver out of Florida a lot, kind of buried Deshaun on the depth chart. But the whole reason, you know, we brought him in, Stafford has the cannon arm. Deshaun at 35, 36 can still get past these guys. So How's that guy still so quick? A, it's insane. Uh, it's incredible. His work ethic is, if he didn't, oh, man, I can't imagine if he hadn't been injured these past couple of years, what the, the ceiling was for him. That's but, you know, to have him on the team is uh, – it's a blessing for sure, you know. Like I said, very spoiled. The Rams defense, being what it is, as it is every year, you know, no one throws at Jalen Ramsey. It'll be good this weekend to see DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Ramsey, see how that works out. You know, um, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, the D-line still there. You know, it's we've been fortunate these first three games to kind of have a little bit of a lead. The defense has been able to kind of play – a little bit of a pre-event, you know, keep everything in front of them. But I'd be curious to see in these tight games uh, how they're going to fare. But I have no concerns with the offense going forward. And I was going to say, too, I don't know. I know Noah doesn't have any kids. I'm not sure if you do. But the biggest thing for me is what I've seen in a change uh, with the Rams, with Goff Stafford, is, is uh, Jared Goff was very, very reliant on Sean McVay. And, uh, you know, always, hey, this, this, and that, you know, is this right? And you could see the conflict, and it was going to come to an unfortunate end, which it did. With Matthew Stafford, you have a mind that is on the level of McVeigh's. Stafford's been there. He's an experienced quarterback, very smart mind. McVeigh doesn't have to be in the headset talking to him up until it cuts off at 15 seconds or whatever it is on the play clock. He can draw up a game plan. Stafford can handle the game plan, execute the game plan. So, like I said, it's been, for me, night and day since, you know, Matt Stafford has been on the scene. Is Stafford MVP? Uh, I've got him as my MVP through three weeks. Um, I listen to a lot of other shows, you know, First Take, uh, you know, Undisputed, Skip and Shannon, where, they got, I'm trying to, they've got, uh, who do they got ahead of Matt? They've got, um, I know I'm hearing a lot of Derrick Henry's, mm-hmm. Tom Brady's. I know Press, Prescott's starting yeah. to make his way up there. I've heard that too. But, I've, heard, uh, I've heard some Sammy Delight too, some Sam Darnold. Some Sam Darnold. <laughs> that'd, be uh, <laughs> that'd be crazy, right? Uh, but uh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe for comeback and player of the year. Yeah, but, uh, I like that too. That's yeah. awesome. That's what I'll give a uh, good old Sam Darnold. But hey, Sam <laughs> Darnold is playing great football outside of not being on the Jets anymore. And I'm curious to see what teams like the Panthers. Uh, shout out to my mom; she is a Broncos fan. They're three and zero. Teams yeah. like the Broncos. They've played 
not very, you know, decent teams. I'm curious to see with, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Broncos going against the Ravens and Darnold going against against that Cowboys team, which is electric this year. If these teams, if these quarterbacks are for real, you know, being in a new change of scenery, you know, there's a lot of surprises this year. Kyler Murray's 3-0. and You know, he's looking good in the MVP race. You can't count out Wilson and Mahomes. Them being 1-2, and two, they can turn it around and win 13, 14 games in a row. I mean, it's Derrick Henley's running out of his mind. So, I mean, it's, going to be a crazy year as far as playoffs and MVP voting for sure. Yeah, man, that's, that's really, really good. That's, that's a, that's a lot of good points, man. I, I, had, I hadn't thought, I actually hadn't thought about Matthew Stafford for, for MVP, but as I'm thinking about it, I think that the MVPs in the past have been chosen uh, a lot based on stats, which I don't know if that's, if that's always correct. I think you have to look at what, what player is the most valuable to the franchise. And I think that you can look mm-hmm. at last season. And if you look at this season, I think you could say Matthew Stafford, Sam Darnold, they might be the two most, uh, that made the biggest differences to where they came into. Um, and it's crazy how much, uh, like, I think that the, the thing that surprised me the most about this season is coming into it. You know, the Rams defense was the talk of last year. I'm surprised right. at how much the Rams offense has taken over all the buzz and all the news. Um, they're, they're just, they're just flying. They're doing so great. And their defense really hasn't right. taken a step back, man. So, uh, no. yeah, like my question is, um, where, what is, what, what is the Rams ceiling with such a complete team? Uh, to be honest with you, um, you know, I'm a conservative guy, not, you know, not cocky. I, as of right now, the way they're playing, I don't think they have a ceiling. I need to see, you know, how we fare in the division, Arizona, Seattle, San Francisco, those games are, they're not going to be, they're not going to be blowout games. They're not going to be easy games. I, do I think the Rams can run the table? I always do every year. I felt more confident this year than years past, but, I, I, they don't have a ceiling. If they stay healthy, they play in the ways that they're playing, they don't have a ceiling. I think they will be there in 2022 at their home site hosting the Super Bowl. And that's not just as a Rams fan. That's just as a way, you know, like I said, it's early. It's three games. But if they play like they're playing, they're playing out of their mind, it, it's a very good possibility they'll be there in the end. Yeah, yeah. I'd say out of all of the games they have left, I mean – any any NFC West game is a toss up, but outside yep. of those, I mean, you know, they play the Titans that could be a little tough. They play, yeah, they game. play the Ravens that could be a little tough. The Packers, mm-hmm. but I think out of all of those teams, the Bucks are the best team that they've faced, and they faced them early, yeah. and they knocked them out. Yeah. So the Rams, yeah. I mean, Rams could do it. Seventeen and zero. Ah, it'd be uh, it'd be nice. The game that ma- matters the most to me is the last one of the season. So whether they go twelve and five, seventeen and zero, if we're there in the end, you know that's what matters. And like you said, with beating Tampa Bay, it's a good measuring stick, you know, to see where we're at. Uh, I feel confident, you know, going get, like I said in the division, absolute toss up. No matter what division you're in, no matter how good you are in, uh, but beating Brady and beating the Bucks. That is a good measuring stick. For me as a Rams fan, I feel good because Tom Brady, him and Mahomes, you're never – the game's never over. You know, yeah. you can never feel confident. We played Kansas City, I believe, two or three years ago. We beat them 51-49. to 49. I was at that Mahomes game, man. Twice. And yeah. it was and insane. <laughs> it's probably my favorite, you know, favorite game. And, and it's games like that where, you know, hey, Jared Goff, absolutely – lit it up and you know had less turnovers than Mahomes and uh you know I thought like I said Jared Goff was 
scene and perform like that, you know. Didn't think much of Matthew Stafford, uh, but, you know, uh, McVay and that defense, they hit a lot of, a uh, lot of problems that were, uh, coming from Jared. But, like I said, if Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson, Brady, that's why the Seattle games are always so tough for me, because it doesn't matter how much you're up on Seattle, Russell Wilson, it's gonna be a close game no matter what. Russell Wilson sure. is gonna bring that team back. But like you said, you know, it was a great win, great measuring stick against Tampa Bay, and yeah. looking forward to see how we perform against the rest of the rest of the teams. We appreciate you showing our QBs some love, man. As a as a <laughs> Chiefs fan and a Seahawks fan, we yeah, uh, we appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, wow. that, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a lot. Appreciate the love that you're uh, that you're giving oh, yeah. to those. You said you've got a very calculated, uh, very um, level headed. Uh, love for your for, well, for love for other players, you know, that aren't the Rams. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, you know, just because you know, of course, the, you know, the Seahawks are in my division. It's no, you know, Kansas City is Kansas City. You know, and everyone loves to hate Kansas City. They're the new New England. You know, you, you root for them to lose, but you know, you got to appreciate, you know, greatness. You know, did I like Seattle and Chancellor and Thomas and Sherman and the Legion of Boom? They're absolutely not. I couldn't stand Seattle. <laughs> but Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, these are all players that I just, I love. They're just, I look at them as the team more as players, and it's just, it's incredible. You know, it's, you got to appreciate greatness. Like I said, Kansas City and Seattle being one and two, uh, don't count on that, them having losing records for much longer. I, it's, they're both double-digit win teams. I mean, this is, it, you can't count. You can't count them out. There's no way Russell Wilson and Patrick Trust Mahomes me. don't yeah. make the playoffs. We agree with that 100%, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get yeah. into the Seahawks and Chiefs games in just a little bit here. Yeah, but man, we, I want to yeah. say I want to say thanks so much, man, for hopping on this episode with us, dude. That was uh, I'm I'm I haven't talked to you in person about uh, football. I don't know ever maybe, and man, I'm blown away by uh, by your knowledge and love for the game, man. So I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm sure this won't be the last time we bring you on as a guest. Early uh, guest yeah. of the year candidate. Yeah, right early here. guest of yeah. the year candidate, yeah. Austin. Yeah, I mean, it was like an honor and a honor and a blessing to uh, talk, you know, football with you guys. It's you know my love and my passion. You know, every uh, every year when football season comes around, man, it's it's something special. So I do appreciate uh, you guys having me on and keep doing what you're doing. I love the podcast, man. So just keep keep grinding. Thanks, man. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right, man. We'll talk yeah. soon. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Man, that was great talking to him. Great connecting with a, an old buddy like that, man. I'm going to be thinking about those MVP candidates all week, man. Um, Stafford, Darnold, Brady. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking of those guys, um, it got me thinking, man. Got me thinking. Oh, no. You know, this, uh, this past weekend was kind of a rough one. Um, experienced some things that I wish I hadn't but you know it is what it is there was this, just this thing that was on my mind this, this person that I just just couldn't get out of my mind it was like everywhere I looked there was coincidence after coincidence after coincidence I mean I look at my fantasy football team and I notice man that's that team's one and two and I look at my other team and it's one and two. And I look at my other team and it's one and two. And then I look at my NFL team. 
minutes one and two. You know, some might say it's a coincidence. Others might say I'm being haunted. And with Halloween right around the corner, I can't help but think maybe, just maybe I am. Maybe I'm being haunted by Brady. No way. It's nuts, man. Because, again, the one and two thing, you know, if, if you're not familiar with Brady, if you're not familiar with football, that might not mean anything to you. And you might think, oh, this guy's just bad at fantasy football and his team sucks. But <laughs> that's not the case at all. Because last year, my Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they were beat by a quarterback who wears the numbers one and two Mm. on his jersey. And everywhere I look now, I see those numbers one and two. And I can't help but think Brady is not just a human being anymore. Mm -mm. He's, I mean, he's, he's ancient at this point, by the way. Uh, But I've got a feeling like he's a, he's a ghoul. He's, He's just coming after Chiefs and all their fans now. Yeah. Scary stuff, man. I don't know why he decided to target. I mean, like like Austin said, the Chiefs are the new Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Which I'm I don't know if I'm I mean, it's still early on. I think if I think that I think the Bucks are are kind of quickly trying to take over that yeah, title, but yeah. the Chiefs definitely were the new Patriots, I would say. Yeah. I yeah. I, I would say that they, I mean, back-to-back AFC championships. Um I mean, they're they've been solid for for at least the past five years. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers were kind of in that zone too for a long time. Yeah. That's yeah. But the Steelers were like, I don't know. They, they, they relied a lot on their defense and wide receivers. Um, you know, the, like it's, it's like the quarterback play I think is, uh, is really heavily involved in what I consider the new Patriots, you know, like, Mm -hmm. especially because the new Madden cover is Brady and Mahomes almost and they just call another they call, spot for they call Brady them to haunt me. The goat and the kid. Um hate that guy. And man, I mean I can't help but notice it's uh I mean it's it's kind of a stretch, but you know, what's what is what's this year backwards, you know, we're in twenty one, but backwards oh, it's twelve two. My gosh. I mean just put Brady in front of a mirror and that's what year we're in right now. Oh my gosh. This is blowing <laughs> my mind. Brady has was do you think he transcended when he hit the bucks and now he can wreak spiritual havoc upon me I think so man because there's there's like I, I the fact that the first your first year in a new team you you win the Super Bowl I don't know you know how I think often that happens it might happen with Stafford this year but I think it's like a genie type thing where uh you know once Brady's contract with the Patriots finished up he was free to uh you know he was he was set free from his lamp, and now he uh, <laughs> can use all of his magical genie powers. Does he, to, have, uh, does he grant twelve wishes? He he probably does, and it's probably all to Buccaneers fans, <laughs> and it's all to mess with me and the Chiefs. I'm convinced. Yeah, yeah. All those Buccaneers fans, they listened to the pod, and they 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 heard that I was coming on as a host, and they were like, "Oh man, maybe it's time to cash in our wishes. Yep. Let's ruin this guy's life. Yep, and let's let him know it too. Yep, we're gonna." Have them see twelves everywhere. Yeah, the yeah. Super Bowl wasn't wasn't enough, I guess. Yeah, enough enough of a enough, enough to take away. It was painful, man. man. It was painful. That actually reminds me. It's a great segue. I've been thinking about our teams, mm-hmm. Chiefs and the Seahawks. Yeah, we got. I mean, I don't think anybody else 
in, in, in at least in the world of football fandom can relate to me in the way you can as a Chiefs fan. Let's let's think about let's start with Brady, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Aside from Tom Brady and the Patriots, who were the last two teams to go to back to back Super Bowls? It was the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. This past year and the year before. Mm-hmm. And then before that it was the Seahawks. It was. And in both cases, when they were go, they 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 won their first one, and they went back against Tom Brady, and he beat them. And I know that you probably know some some other similarities about yeah. about Seahawks, Chiefs, Mahomes, Wilson. Yeah, I mean, both of these guys, like they were young QBs, right? Because when the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl, that was Russell Wilson's second year yep. as the or I think no, was that his first year? As no, the it was the second. It was the second year. Second year on the team. And he leads them to the Super Bowl. They win, just like Mahomes, right? Mahomes sat behind uh, uh, behind Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, but did he? I'm I'm getting my years confused now, because was it Alex Smith? Alex Smith took him to the playoffs, and then I think they lost in that AFC Championship game. And then Patrick Mahomes came back the next year and then led them to the Super Bowl. They won, and then Tom Brady came in the next year and screwed it screwed it all up. Was yeah. it or was it uh, Mahomes' second year as a starter that he took him to the Super Bowl? It might have been his second year as a starter. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. still. Yeah, because even before that, Mahomes faced Brady in the AFC, AFC Championship, Championship game. Yep. And yeah, because that was the year with the big Rams game that we were Dang, talking about Mahomes earlier. can't catch a break from that guy. Yeah. Brady is the, the one QB who has just kind of had the Chiefs number. And, uh, you know, I, I hate the way that it's played out for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't been back to the Super Bowl since nope. Brady and the Patriots beat them in the Super Bowl. I'm really hoping that's not going to be the case for the Chiefs. But uh, I'm, like I said, I believe that Brady has a, a history of cursing <laughs> people. And I'm afraid he's doing it to me and the Chiefs now. Yeah, I'm hoping not. Um, obviously, the Chiefs went a lot more recently to the Super Bowl than the Seahawks. But fortunately, the Seahawks um, didn't have, you know, like a really long Super Bowl hangover. We've been in the playoffs for the most part every year. Super grateful for that. But right now, this season, man, this is uh, a hard season. It's uh, weird. It's a hard it's season weird. for me. I'm sure it's just as hard for you. Yeah. Um, our teams have been great for the past decade or so. And it's uh, it's been hard because we just happen to be in the two toughest divisions in football right mm-hmm. now. Um, currently, as the NFC West stands, it's... Uh, West Coast knows football, man. Right, yeah. yeah. West, uh, the, in the NFC West, it's Rams and Cardinals at the top 3-0. and then Niners two and one, then the Seahawks one and two. AFC West, it's Raiders, Broncos at the top three and zero. Oh, Chargers two and one, Chiefs one and two. Yeah. How are we? How are we last placed in our division? It's a weird start to the season, um, but yeah, like I said, I, I, they, they are in such similar situations. Um, to be honest, I feel like I, I might feel a little bit better as a Seahawks fan right now because the, I mean, maybe not. I guess there's pros and cons to this. But the Seahawks, the teams that are ahead of them in their division are are killer teams. And that, that explains why they are ahead of them. Sure. For the so like that's you know, it's it's last place, but it's like last place out of the four best teams in the N- in the <laughs> NFC, you know? Sure. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, they're last place to a group of middle of the pack teams. Yeah. Chargers are pretty good, but yeah, I see what you're saying. The, to be to be last place behind 
the Raiders and the Broncos is a bit discouraging. Yeah, yeah. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, it's it's the schedule. The schedule has so much to do with it. I mean, we played the the Ravens, who are who are a really strong team. Um, you know, definitely playoff contenders, and the Chargers, who. Man, Justin Herbert, he might be that guy to kind of go through that same cycle that Russell Wilson did and Patrick Mahomes did. And, I mean, this might be crazy to say, but is it possible that the Chargers even make it to the Super Bowl? Man, can you imagine? Chargers, Rams, Super Bowl. That would in, be in insane. LA? Oh, my gosh. That I mean, if they... I don't know if the Chargers are quite a Super Bowl favorite. The Rams definitely are yeah. a Super Bowl favorite right now, um, number one in the power rankings. Man, that would be that'd be it'd be hard again, obviously, for our divisions, uh, mm-hmm. our division rivals to go there. But if it had to happen, it better happen this year. Yeah, and I gotta say, I mean, I've always been, um, you know, I've always liked the Chiefs, even though they're division rivals and everything. I, I like the I like the thought of you know, kind of keeping it in the division and at least having our, I like the thought of our divisions being the best divisions in football. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is, it is a, it is a bragging right. And uh, I take pride in that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you, you really do see history repeat itself um, so often, right? Like I talked about this earlier, I, I don't believe in coincidences. And so we take a look at, uh, you know, what happened with Wilson, what happened with Mahomes and even like outside of these cycles that we've seen, you think about Alex Smith's injury uh, a few years ago and you, you take a look at Joe, Joe, what, what is it? Theismann? Joe Theismann's injury, um, like back in the nineties. And it's like the exact same thing. Spooky. It's crazy. And this stuff happens all the time. So to think that, you know, Justin Herbert will be able to do it too. I mean, it's not super unheard of. Yeah. So, and Justin Herbert is a phenomenal talent. I've, I've read yeah. about him for a while and, um, yeah, I, I think he's on the level of, uh, of like Wilson and, you know, he's, he's growing into being, I'm an athlete like Mahomes too. Yeah. Since we're talking about the Chargers and Chiefs, should we just get into the recap of this past week's uh, Let's game? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, so Chargers, Chiefs, uh, week three, final score ended 30, the Chargers, 24, the Chiefs. Um, close one. It was a really close game. It was it a really was, close game. I feel like it was a defensive a defensive game on the Chargers side. Asante Samuel had a great game. Yeah. A, bre- yeah. a breakout game, you could yep. say. Um, and it, it was just kind of the, the ball didn't bounce the right way for the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, you know, it's it stinks being the worst in the division. Um, but the way that a team loses changes the whole narrative. You know, the, the Chiefs, they uh, they really gave up the game. They made so many mistakes, even in the Ravens game. They made a lot of, like Patrick Mahomes throwing multiple interceptions uh, over the past few weeks has just kind of really shot themselves in the foot. There was there were multiple fumbles happening in the game. I think there were four turnovers from the Chiefs and the Chargers just didn't turn the ball over, you know. The the Kansas City defense just didn't uh capitalize when they could have. And so, yeah, the Chargers, I mean, 9 times out of 10 you look at the turnover uh the turnover difference between the two teams and then I'll tell you who wins. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Um yeah, and that's what I saw in, in, in the Chargers game. Um, just a couple unfortunate uh, interceptions, and um, that, that's that's what happens. But uh, like I said, I think the Chargers are a good team. Mm-hmm. Chiefs, we know, are a good team. They're yeah. still ranked higher than any other team in the AFC West in the power rankings. I think that I would agree with that. Yeah. I think that they're they're close with the Chargers, and I think that game showed that. But um, I think the Chiefs uh, shouldn't be. I don't think they should be as worried as the Seahawks. The Seahawks lost to the Vikings, seventeen to thirty, and I say the Vikings like that because. 
uh, we've had the Vikings number for quite a few years, um, starting with uh, we I think it was a, a wild card game, a wild card round, or it might have been actually a divisional round. I think it was a divisional round back in like 2016, Seahawks Vikings in the icy cold. And um, the Seahawks won because I think it was Blair Walsh missed a go-ahead field goal and he shanked it. Mm. And since then, that's when they had Teddy Bridgewater back then. Since then, Seahawks, uh, they really haven't lost to the Vikings. Uh, we They almost beat us last year, but then Wilson led um, like a, a last-second drive, two fourth-down conversions, and like a, a great touchdown to DK Metcalf to finish the game. And, uh, and so I kind of almost expect every year to beat the Vikings and we lost – uh, by 13 points and that's unacceptable that's unacceptable yeah. I think that our, I think that I blame mostly our defense um, I don't know what it's going to take for the Seahawks to wake up and actually try to make a move and get a cornerback because that's been our biggest weakness for years now and we had a couple uh, promising prospects uh, in the offseason that we that we picked up Witherspoon and then we got rid of him um, and I don't know why we're sticking with Trey Flowers um, I, I think Trey Flowers is a, is a good athlete I don't think he's he's a, the worst corner I think he's a decent backup corner but man, we keep we keep starting this guy, and uh, people like Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson just tear us up. And uh, I'm still pretty confident in our offense. I think that we um, we need to get a little bit more creative. I think Shane Waldron's helped us out in that area. But moving forward, um, I really need to see an improvement in our defense. Um, our pass rush is pretty good. I think our line's pretty good, but um, just our secondary has just been getting just destroyed. Uh, but man, um, I'm still optimistic. I'm, yeah. I'm 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 a little bit worried, and I'm uh, just because of the division we're in. But I know I think the Seahawks are still like a good team. Yeah. And I think that we'll we'll finish above 500. Um, but right now we just we really have to to get it going. Yeah. Do you think that based off of what you've seen so far this year, that Seahawks are still a playoff lock? No. Yeah, I wouldn't say. Yeah, we're. I, I would. Would, I would you say, have said before? before you went into the season that they were a lock for the playoffs absolutely mm. yeah i would say uh i would say that um i would say that about probably the cardinals and, and rams too but um and now we're even behind the niners mm. uh I, yeah but this this uh this start has been very uh concerning the titans game we we never blow big leads i don't know what happened we usually come back from from deficits and uh it's hard when derrick henry is just literally oh, bulldozing people gosh dude. carrying 11 guys on his back <laughs> i can't and i can't not love the guy dude he's such a ridiculous talent yeah um and he, the thing is with derrick henry it's like he's kind of like he doesn't he's not like super he doesn't look super shifty right he doesn't look super agile um and he's not crazy agile but he's like this decept like deceptively agile and he kind of runs just kind of like like he like he doesn't look like a crazy good athlete. Like he doesn't look like a, a McCaffrey or Kamara, um, but he just runs over people and he catches. He never drops passes and um, and he can throw passes. Man, he's just an all around talent. I I would love to have him on our team, but you know I think the Titans just picked um, you know the Seahawks game to come alive and be the team that we thought they were before the season started. Yep. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, you want to get into some uh, tatters and shutters? Tatter and shutters brought to you by Bloodshedding. <laughs> Bloodshedding Blood Inc. on Twitch. <laughs> send them your money. Also, speaking of, send us your money. <laughs> um, yeah, so last week I got the shunk shunk and I... Uh, yeah, so we, we're going to rotate it around a little bit. Uh, we're going to start off with Noah, 
yep. snake it around to me and then to Troy. Uh, Troy did send in his picks. And so, yeah. All righty. Well, um, it's going to be a uh, very interesting week because a 3-0 and team is going to fall to 3-1. and And that team is going to be the Raiders. Raiders are playing the Chargers. I'm a huge uh, Charger supporter. Um, they are my uh, team that I like besides the Seahawks. So I always root for them when I get a chance. I saw this matchup and I thought, this is this is a this is a perfect game for the Raiders to to lose their very first game, um, so I'm gonna tutter the Chargers. I haven't tuttered them, have I? The the Chargers? Yeah. No, no, you have not. Perfect. Um, but I like it, man. I agree. I think the Chargers are a better team than the Raiders, um, and I'm not crazy about the fact that the Raiders have been three zero. So yeah. <laughs> Let's go Chargers. Uh, bolt up, right? Or something like that. I don't know what their, uh, their <laughs> slogan is. I always like when a team has a good slogan. I'm not a crazy Packers fan, but Go Pack Go is a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So for my tutter, um, let's see here. I am going to go ahead and tutter. You know, I was thinking, do I go safe? Do I go juicy? And... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I am behind, just so you guys, you listeners can kind of know where we're at as far as standings go. Uh, King Tud, we always got to call him King Tud in this That's segment. That's right. That's right. King Tud, Troy himself, uh, he is six and one. Uh, so he's only picked one wrong choice. And uh, I am three and three, so I'm batting 500. And Noah is two and four right now. Um, but he did have two, those two came from this past week. I'm taking it seriously yeah, now. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back. Yeah, we're not much of a of a betting pod, uh, of a betting podcast. But hey, if you bet alongside our our picks last week, um, you were you went five and one, yeah. which isn't bad. It's yeah. not too shabby. Uh, but as far as my tutter goes, I am going to go ahead and tutter the Bengals. Um, they are playing the Jaguars, which should be an easy win. Um, and also, I just like the Bengals. Yeah, I let's think. talk about them for a yeah. second because they. Uh, I think I said it last week. They they've surprised me. I think more than any other team. Absolutely. This season, they really are bringing it together. Um, aside from Joe Burrow's picks, man, I I wouldn't want to face them. I, I don't yeah. want. I don't want to go against them. I think they're. Uh, capable of making the playoffs this year, um, even capable of challenging the Ravens to that division. Yeah, let's or actually, go. they got the Browns too, right? They do have the Browns too. Oh. That's an, and that's honestly another really tough division. That's a very tough AFC division. North is if, uh, right now. I think yeah. I think the Steelers are at this moment the worst team in that division, and that's like I don't think the Steelers are that bad either. Yeah. I think they've had yeah. some rough games, but the Steelers do need to figure out some stuff though, because uh, as as we talked about before the show, Big Ben is about <laughs> as mobile as a tree. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> if you uh, if you haven't seen Big Ben play this year, just like watch a game oh. and just watch his movement in the pocket. I wish we could show the video. <laughs> there was this video from I think it was from last week's game, um, but literally Big Ben he roll <laughs> he rolls out of the pocket, and uh, no one even in his vicinity, no, no one, no one no one's around for feet. a quarter mile, <laughs> and somehow he just. He just tumbles. He just takes the tumble. He does, I don't even think he trips on anything. I think his legs just stopped <laughs> working. <laughs> oh, man. So the Steelers, yeah, they're looking rough. But the AFC North, definitely a good division. Um, all right, so Troy's pick. Let's see. Troy is tuttering the Lions in a juicy matchup. I like that. I like his pick for the Lions. Lions-Bears, right? Lions-Bears. 
yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good matchup. I, I couldn't tell you who's going to win. Yeah, it could really go either way. Um, I think he's really capitalizing on the whole Matt Nagy being done thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, bet against the chaos when you can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, giving him the shunk shunk, we're going to hit the <laughs> shutter for the week. Uh, Troy is shuddering. Sorry, King Tut is shuttering the Texans uh, who don't look very great. Um, the Texans are play, playing the Bills, and the Bills uh, just – was it last week that they – or week two that they absolutely ran through – it was week two. They absolutely ran through the Dolphins, mm-hmm. 35 nothing, And yep. so the Bills are a good team. Um, yeah. I like and, that. Pick. And Texans, I think that Texans are not as bad as I thought they were going to be. Yeah. Brandon Cooks has been looking great, and they're going to put up points every game. And their defense, I think, is ninth against, like, the pass right now, which yeah. is they're – not, they're not a horrible team, but – yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna win a ton of games this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, going ahead and taking a look at our shutter for the week or my shutter for the week. Um, I am gonna go ahead. You know what? I went safe for my tutter. I wanna I, I, I want the juice. So I'm gonna go ahead and shutter uh the team that we were talking about with a oh wait, no, I can't shutter the Steelers again. Gosh dang it, I shuttered them <laughs> week one. That's bad. Um if I could, I would just know that Steelers fans. Um <laughs> but I'm gonna go ahead and shutter instead. I will shutter the 49ers. Nice. San Thank Francisco. You. you are gonna get a whole earful from Russell Wilson. Let's go. And DK Matt Metcalf. Get this right week. game. Get it's right. Get right game. We yeah. both need it, man. So. Yes. Absolutely. Let's go. Um, all right, that brings it back to me to round us off. And for my final shutter, um, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Mm. I, uh, I, um, I'd love to see them take an L after what they did to Seattle. And man, I wouldn't want to be them going up against Miles Garrett. Man, Kirby Cousins is going to be real sore after that game <laughs> yeah. miles garrett is not gonna is not gonna let up on him anytime miles garrett faces a non-mobile qb like the fact that he sacked justin fields who's quick yeah. he sacked him five times yep. man kirby you're in for it man kirby just needs like his his actual kirby powers to come in and just yeah. anytime miles garrett comes close just <laughs> just <laughs> fly float away like, like a big puffball <laughs> Oh man, we're gonna change the uniform from purple to, to pink yeah. <laughs> in, in honor of Kirby Cousins. I, I I don't even know where Kirby Cousins came from. I don't know if that was Ethan or or, or yeah. King Tud, but um, uh, man, they actually have a new Kirby video game coming out. Ooh, do actually, they? it looks really good. It's like a three D platformer. Hey, it's like the, it's like the game they've always been asking for for Kirby, but it's coming out in twenty twenty two. So uh, be on the lookout for any uh, Kirby Cousins DLC <laughs> <laughs> in that game. <laughs> man, I hope that happens. Just uh, Kirby looking like a Viking. That'll be awesome. <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, this was uh yeah, this was it, guys. Tutters and shutters. If you want to bet along with us, we're not placing any bets. But hey, maybe you'll make some money. Maybe you'll lose some money. But you can always send us money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of betting, man, uh, you just got back from the black hole in yeah, Vegas. How yeah. was that? Uh, so I didn't I didn't go in the stadium. Right. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Black Hole is what uh, the Las Vegas Raiders call their stadium. Um, but I must say, it was nice. Nice. Being outside of it, just driving past it, it's right there off the freeway, right next to the Strip. Um, and man, it, it just looks so fresh and so clean. So um, fresh and so clean. So, so fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> um, and knowing what the Raiders came from, I think a lot of Raiders 
uh, fans were upset when they moved to Vegas, but yeah. I, I really do think this was the best thing for their franchise. Like Vegas embraced the Raiders. Yeah. Like, and it, and it, it kind of fits like they're like, they're kind of like the bad guy kind of yeah, ended, yeah. you know, they love being the bad guy. Yeah. They love yeah. being the villain. Like, yeah. like, uh, which is weird. Cause I heard Derek Carr is a really nice guy. Yes, yeah, Christian guy, nice yeah. guy. I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about him. Um, I heard that the I heard actually that the maybe I'm confused. Was there another stadium that was called, that they're calling the Death Star, or was that just like in poten- a potential name for the black hole? Oh, I don't know. I I think they'll receive all of it. Black hole. Or I think the black hole might be a section right like right outside of the end zone. Mm. So like when you're running into the end zone for a touchdown, you got to stare down that black hole. Oh man. But maybe maybe the stadium's called the Death Star. Maybe I, I, I definitely Something heard like that, that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll receive both of them. But anyways, pretty pretty dope stadium. Yeah. Any final thoughts, man? Uh, man, just glad that we got to do this today. Yeah. Uh, we miss you, King Tud. But I'm sure that we'll we'll get him back on next episode. Maybe we'll be able to get EE back on. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to call in, just let us know. Obviously, we can make that happen. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, hope you have a great week. This has been uh, Tutter, or Tutter Nation. Tutter Nation. And we out.